Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week's episode of Guitar Nerds is sponsored by Indra Guitars. Whether you're after a full custom electric guitar, a repair, or just the smallest of modifications to make your instrument stand out from the crowd, Indra Guitars can guarantee a truly original result so that your guitar really is your guitar and there isn't another one like it in the world. Indra Guitars can realize your concept through discussion and understanding. You'll not be asked to conform to a pre-existing format or adapt your ideas to suit a production line. Design limitlessly from the ground up with the help of a fully trained, artistically minded luthier willing to break all the boundaries. Indra Guitars' expertise in acid etching on their own guitar designs, custom plates, inlays and head caps gives you complete control of your instrument's aesthetic and opens the doors to a wholly original instrument as unique as the player themselves. Check out Indra Guitars at indraguitars.com and get in touch to start a conversation about your next dream guitar. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Mark Packham. What's up? Jay Cross. Hello. And Matthew Knight. Word. Exactly. And uh, and on this week's episode, we've uh, there's, there's a, a decent amount of news to talk about, and we're going to be taking questions from our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. Now, as we um, as we normally do now at this stage in the podcast, we're going to welcome our new Patreon backers. You can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. But uh, welcome this week to Gary Flower, Brian Hansen, Blaze Bazaire, Timothy Lynch, and Michael Howe. Thank you very much for uh, for joining the uh, the club. I guess a, a, a slight uh, precursor. Now we, I'm I'm going to tell you all about this the competition in a minute that we're currently running with um, with Redbeard Effects. But a slight precursor to that is to explain to the audience that um, that this week we're going to be going a little bit old school with our uh, with our Patreon song at the end. 
We're going to have for one one episode only. You're going to do it? I'm going to try and do it in one breath. Yes. yes. So the, the, there's, the reason behind it is that uh, today my, my laptop You dropped fried. your computer down the toilet. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, don't understand, I don't understand why anyone would have their laptop in the bathroom it, with them. Weird, that. It's just yeah, because strange. I'm working it was right there, 24-7, working all the time, no matter what I'm doing. What's that, 24 seconds, seven minutes a day? <laughs> work, working something. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so my laptop has, has broken, and whilst it's being repaired, I'm Unfortunately, I don't have any access to uh, to uh, to a door to record the song. Not in, certainly not in time for it to come out. So, uh, so we're going to be going a little bit old school. I'm going to be trying to do this in one breath. Which how I've many re- m- do we know? How many more people there are well, in comparison to the last time we did it? Or maybe there's fewer. Maybe well, people have I've, got bored of us. There, there are more. In fact, we got two extra ten tiers this week. So oh, I reckon you can. You can. They, they, they don't count. Need to be a full calendar month. Right. Yeah. Well, no, that, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Obviously, the, the uh, we're we're we're. There are more patrons now than there have ever been on our Patreon, so this okay. is going to be this is going to be extra tough. I don't know if I'll actually be able to make it through, but we'll see. We'll see if I can. Anyway, first we need to talk about this uh, this red beard effects giveaway that we're doing. So, as mentioned in the last two weeks, we've teamed up with Mikey Demas uh, from Red Beard Effects, and we're going to be announcing. Um, we're going to be announcing a winner to this competition here on the podcast on the 26th of February. Open uh, entries open worldwide, so you can uh, you can join wherever you are, and you can enter on like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. You can even go to our website uh, and and fill in the form and join, or you can email us. All you've got to do is uh, tag a friend who you think should also enter and answer the question. What is one piece of Redbeard merchandise that you can buy on the Redbeard website? And to find the answer to that, visit redbeardeffects.com. There are loads of posts all over our social channels, so just find one of those and comment on that, and that will be fantastic. And we'll be, as I say, announcing the winner uh, right here on the 26th of February. Is that next week? I think that's next week, isn't it? Uh, what's the date today? Yeah, it is next yeah, week. Yeah, it's next week, so there you go. So it's nearly, nearly time. Um, for us to do that, but yes, that that would be fantastic. Can I win? Uh, well, yeah. If you if you enter and the wheel lands on your name, I guess I'm there's not nothing. To. To I think stop. that's a little unfair. Well, it's not. <laughs> it'd be reasonable. And we've got one here, and we are just take that instead. Yeah, well, no, that's the one we're giving away. Oh, is it? Right, yeah. Okay. Well, let's just say we gave it away, and I'll take that one instead. That's a good idea. Yeah. How come uh, he is giving us the like old pedal? Why aren't we getting his cool new pedal? Is it just he's got loads of stock of the old one? Uh, it, I think it's more that um, that we were given this some time ago to get yeah. Joe's lazy. Oh, okay, so it's, your, it's not it's not Mikey, uh, you know, uh, cheaping out, cheaping yeah. out on us. It's yeah. you being lazy. Mm. Yeah, it's exactly that. I just wanted to do the giveaways in the new year, so it's now the new year, and I'm starting the giveaways. It's, I mean, w- <laughs> it's it's almost 2021. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, anyway, it's 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 going to be fantastic. We're going to have a wonderful red beard giveaway. Anyway, oh. We should start talking about some guitar stuff. Mark Packham, you, you've you've become oddly excited about um, affordable acoustics. Yeah, just um, a couple of things. These have been they've been out for a while. This is not a news item or anything like that, but it is. Uh, it just came across my radar today. The Gibson G forty five series, um, which are basically their affordable. Uh, kind of alternatives to the J45. Right. Um, so two options. I think it's the G45 standard, which is like £1,100, uh, and the G45 studio, which is 869 Um And 
they're basically a stripped back version of a J45. They got um, kind of natural uh, finishes to them. I, I did have the spec up here, but I haven't got them now. One second. Um, and yeah, basically they're they're a more affordable version. So for example, the studio has got like a matte finish to it. Um, right. And yeah, that's how they kind of keep the cost down on that one. The standard is a gloss top, I believe. Um, but it's kind of, again, stripped back from a regular J45. Basically, so we've got no interesting sort of dot inlays, no no graphics on well, the plate. I mean, there's, just a the dead simple dreadnought, that sort of thing. There's dots and stuff, but there isn't... Um, you know, like anything more fancy than that. Right. So you got dots, and then on the, I think on the G forty five standard, there is actually a slightly more fancy inlay, uh-huh. um, like a little kind of triangular thing. Yeah, cool. I'm just, I, yeah, here we go. G forty five studio. So G forty five studio, uh, the dots um, only comes in antique, natural things like like the logo is not an inlaid logo. It's like a um, stamped. Uh, not stamped, like a um, transfer kind oh, of logo see, on okay. there. Um, and just all the things that are kind of, you know, much like the Les Paul studio is to a Les Paul standard. Yeah. Um, it's all those kind of things that they've taken away. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not obviously not an acoustics connoisseur. Um, so there's probably other things to do with bracing and stuff like that. But I did listen to a video and they sounded very, very convincing indeed. What, what, what's the price point? Did you mention? Yeah, yeah. So like I said, they are, what, 899 did I say? And like 1100-ish. So the studio is 899 and then 1100-ish for the for the standard. Yeah. That's uh, fantastic. Like a, a 899 for a Gibson acoustic. Yeah, worth mentioning. Considering that, Gibson... You know, they're American-made as yeah. well. It's, uh, yeah, it's the Bozeman factory, is that right? right. For the acoustics montana yeah mm-hmm. and uh, i mean this is like gibson acoustics you know if you were to say a, a gibson electric starting at 899 it's like oh yeah well they've been doing that for a long time and certainly they do guitars you know from 1500 quid upwards as a as a normal guitar so 899 for something stripped back is is kind of right gibson don't really do anything af- like affordable they're that's they're, they're like the most expensive of the top acoustic companies yeah. out of the Taylor Martin and Gibson. Gibson don't really bother doing anything at this price point. No, I think, well, and I think they do now. That's the, uh, that's well, key. Yeah. To be fair, these came out a long time ago. They came out kind of 18 months ago or something <laughs> right. like that, or we a year just, ago. I just hadn't seen them. No because finger we, on the pulse. Well, because we there. don't pay attention to acoustics. And I just happened to see these kind of come onto my radar today. Um, looking at the spec, actually, I can kind of tell the things that are the main, not cost savers, but the things that bring them down into a lower price bracket uh so both of them actually have a matte uh finish on the neck and on the back and sides of the guitar with the standard having the gloss top the studio having the matte top um the rich light fingerboards uh on there as well um so again you know cost uh that generally brings the cost down but you know overall they just seem like a really good package they've both got fishman pickups in there so you can oh, really? plug them in They're as well just acoustics no no no, no, no. Okay. they've both got fishman pickups in there um i'm really into it i've kind of I'm sort of thinking about a new acoustic because, you know, I've got the GS Mini, but, you know, it's a GS Mini. They're a cool thing. Cool thing to have. Nice little thing. But I kind of want... I'm feeling like I need to get rid of all the cheap stuff that I've got and just have some, like, one or two really nice things. And on the electric, obviously, I've got the Les Paul Junior that I love. On the P-Bass, on the the bass side, I've got the P-Bass, which is the only bass I'll ever buy again, probably. Maybe I just want a really nice acoustic. Well, it's not a bad idea, and this is a great option for that. Cause totally, you're getting a you're getting a top tier brand with top tier build quality. But you know, it, and especially for you or, or any of our listeners out there, if you're not especially acoustic driven, but you want a really good quality acoustic, this is a fantastic alternative. Yeah, this to me is like if you're very much like me, the person who 
a Gibson guitar would be, you know, if you're gonna buy, if I was gonna buy a Gibson right now, knew it'd be like SG Special Faded, right. that kind of vibe. Yeah, sure. You know, like I'm not gonna be going to your 2020 or whatever they're calling it, Les Paul Standard with you know high gloss flame top. That isn't me at all. These kind of fall into that price category almost like right. the same buyer that's going to buy a faded sg or faded les paul studio that's where these guitars sit but on the acoustic side so yeah i'm into it i think uh i'm gonna check one out yeah very cool and a fantastic kind of alternative as i say to like the entry level martins and entry level taylors i, I think more a competitor for martin but you know i think for for taylors I've always found Taylor's uh, uh, tricky for me because I like uh, like vintage style guitars and I yeah. find Taylor a bit modern. Taylor are like the PRS of acoustics. They're a bit sort of... Uh, I still like them. I still think, to me, even the Taylor acoustic has got a bit more... I don't know. They've got a bit more vibe to it. Do than you think there's vibe? The, I find them an, an, like anemic in that sense. Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm not... I don't really have strong opinions about acoustic. But for me, like, yeah, PRS... To, don't really work for me they don't kind of vibe with me um whereas i could pick up a tailor i could rock mm, a tailor fair enough fair enough yeah. I just, they're, they're a touch modern but again you know I, but i'm very vintage minded so i wouldn't i don't even like like the modern fenders yeah yeah you know, so i guess there's that but you know and, and certainly with martin the problem with them at their entry level is whether or not this actually makes a, a difference to how good the guitar is but their entry level uh guitars all have like a, a ply neck um, yes, yeah. uh, neck and headstock is all a sort of yeah, yeah. multi. Which kind of looks cool. I think it's, I think it looks uh, fantastic. But it's something that makes people overlook the entry level Martin. Certainly, when you consider that you, you're not getting that sort of thing from any other any other brands. I just think it puts Gibson in quite a good position at this price point. Yeah, I'll be um, I'll be interesting to see how they do. I think the reason this came across my radar is they're like just coming into the shops now. Maybe I just saw a couple of people posting about them, and I was like, is this a new thing? And then looked, and it was, and it isn't. But I suspect maybe they're they're only just arriving. Right, I see. Oh, very cool indeed. But yeah, I want to try one out. Abs- definitely, absolutely awesome. Jay Cross, hello. How's, uh, how's your week been in in music? It's been alright. I've been to uh, been to two shows this weekend. This uh-huh. week, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so on when Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day it was. Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, Mark uh, bullied me into going to see a band with him that he really wanted to see. Um, it was raining and I wanted to stay in, but you know, I'm a, I'm a friend and it's, it's nice to, you know, try and get him out of the house every now and again. Absolutely. Uh, my house as well as his, um, <laughs> we're, we're actually both primarily going there to meet up with a friend who in the end didn't turn up. Didn't want to so, go. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, that's that. But anyway, we, we went to see this band called Pew Pew Pew. Right. Which is P K E W. Time three. three times, yeah. and it's yeah, oh, it's that's as if good. like shooting yeah. a gun. And they were this uh, Canadian mm. pop punk band. Um, and uh, the thing that I thought was uh, really funny, I guess, about them was uh, so it was at the Prince Albert, which is this hundred or so capacity pub in the centre of town. Really good venue. Sounds always really good. Fantastic they do Guinness, venue. which is you know all you really need. Um, and uh, what was really funny about the setup was they were clearly touring in like a small van or maybe a car or maybe on the train it wouldn't have been on the train because like they had cabs and stuff yeah but maybe they didn't bring those maybe that was the support bands maybe i think it's because it was local support which Mm. to me says that maybe they got roped in speaking speaking as the expert in the promoting punk (laughs) show business well i don't i don't know it just seemed weird like if you're gonna have like you wouldn't fit the drum kit 
two 412s and a base cab into a small car. So uh, I'm supremely uh, experienced in doing just that. And for maybe five people because they had a merch person well, as well. Well, you know, anyway, moving on from that, <laughs> okay. it wasn't on the train. They were probably in a small van. The thing that is really was really weird was right. that both guitar players were using Vox MV50s into Marshall 4x12. Oh, the MV50 was the, the tiny, tiny little... The really the, the small thing, one, like yeah. Vox's, Vox's answer to the orange uh, microterra, but the yeah. orange microterras were 20 watts, and, and these were 50 watts, weren't they, the little Vox ones? Yeah, yeah. and but I think they're smaller than the microterra. Oh, yeah, pr- probably are. They're, 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 they're tiny, yeah, absolutely. Really, yeah, right. really small. Um, but both guitar players were using that into 4x12s, and then the bass sound, player... Firstly, they sounded really it's, good. It, it sounded I, really good. Yeah, I only it had a great. brief time with them at GAC, but I was thought they, they sounded way better than it, I expected. I don't know Considering which Vox's lack of, of success in sort of trying new things. Yeah, I, I it's think been it hit was, or miss. Yeah. But like, I I don't know which flavour they were using because there's a few. There's the AC, yeah. the Boutique, the Clean, the High Gain and the Rock. Can you yeah. remember roughly, you can't remember what colour the grill was because that's the giveaway. Mm, I think it was the AC type one. Okay. The, the AC is the one you go for, I think, yeah. unless you want something really specific. But they sounded amazing. So it's, the, the, the it's, main fellow was playing a Strat and it sounded very Stratty. I, I tell you what, I thought the Strat sounded great. So it, he was playing it on in position two or four. I can never remember which way around it is. He was playing it in it, like neck and middle. Right. And it sounded, it, I thought it sounded amazing. That's yeah, a very funky position. Yeah, it was. Ri- and then the uh, the other guitar player was using what I think was an American Pro Jazzmaster. Right. Um, and yeah, like he he sounded good. The, but the the rhythm guitar player, the vocalist who was playing the Strat, it was like a really interesting sound. But right. but it sounded really good. Um, clearly, at one point, like I I saw him like he was playing and. He, the sound engineer had clearly like turned away, so he turned around and just turned his turned his amp up, and it, <laughs> it actually did make a lot of difference. It sounded much better. Right. Um, and then the bass player, I think, was using one of those micro, um, one of those Ampeg micro it VR was. Yeah, stacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like one of the small. <laughs> I understand now why you think why you think they were were travelling in a small car. But it is weird the fact that they then had two four miles. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I, like maybe that was the only like the only cabs they were able to borrow in this yeah, country. I, no, I just kind of feel it's like why would you have those cabs if you had small heads? I think they must have been in a car, maybe doing it and then maybe. using local backline maybe but yeah so um it was very funny and just a just a cool uh, kind of way to show that you don't. Like, you can get away with small course, yeah. things if you're but, playing small shows. And also, like, kind of... And you, I say small shows. You know, there was 80 people there, you yeah, know, yeah. which for <laughs> for a punk band is fantastic. I, 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 I will say that the, the Prince Albert is a... Whilst it's a small venue, it is also a, a, a fantastic and very renowned oh, venue yeah, yeah, yeah. in, I mean, in the sounds, UK. It sounds amazing. The sound system there is very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So that's always going to help but to hang up of, with a battery amp. It kind of speaks to what I was going to say of like if you're in a decent venue with a decent PA and a decent engineer and crucially you're a good band yeah yeah you could sort of use anything yeah, because yeah, totally. if someone said to you even okay you've got a tour of the UK you're going to be using local backline but we need you to bring heads to all the gigs your first choice wouldn't be for you to think I oh, know I know Fox MV50 that's it I'm in you would probably still even how much is an MV50 well, I think they're oh, they may be discontinued I saw I looked on one side really? and it said product unavailable 100 quid, 100 quid a couple of places um, got them up for 
The no, price is actually all over the place. I think yeah, it depends what you get. All over the place, but, but you can um, get them for as little as a hundred pounds. So yeah, I mean, like I said, if if you even if you're in a small car and someone said, yeah, we you know what what amps do you want us to to get you for the for this thing, you can fly fly in, pick them up, and you can drive around in this car. You'd probably still just because off the top of your head, you'd go, yeah, Orange Micro Terra, or you know something from one of the the obvious choices. Yeah, but they were using these Voxes, and it sounded great. And I kind of think, yeah, it's half because that product is actually They're really pretty, good. Because it it's their new tube technology, yeah, yeah. isn't it? But also, secondly, you you can just make... If any guitar amp works, basically, you can make it sound good. Right, right. Yeah, that's totally. It. Yeah. And then, so that was uh, Wednesday or Tuesday. I've already forgotten. Wednesday. 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 And then on Saturday, uh, on completely the other end of the spectrum, I went to see the Menzingers, uh, who are this uh, punk band from Philadelphia. They played at the Kentish Town Forum. Uh-huh. which is two and a half thousand capacity. And uh, that was really funny, again, because it's like, actually at both shows, I was kind of looking around. So the, the show that we went to when we saw Pew Pew Pew, you know, I, I put on a, well, not so much anymore, but I put on a lot of like gigs and that. And I just didn't, I hardly recognised anybody there. It's like right. they, this band seemed to exist kind of in this like adjacent like punk scene to the shows that, I mean, basically, they clearly have better taste than the, the <laughs> stuff that I was putting on. And then the men's thing is there's like two and a half thousand people there. And it's like, like, what what else are you listening to? Like, <laughs> what, what, what's going on? But uh, yeah, men's thing is, I've, I, I try and go and see them whenever they come over. You know, they're a Philadelphia band. So I've kind of got that link because Maddie's from Philadelphia. And uh, yeah, it was just loads of people there that I knew. And again, they sounded fantastic. What like, sort of backline did the Menzingers use? Uh, so um, the two guitarists... Fox, Fox MV50s. Well, the, yeah, the, <laughs> one, of the guitar player, one of the guitarists was using a uh, hand-wired uh, AC30. Oh, what? The, the Fawn finish Yeah, ones. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Lovely I, I mean, I had one of those and I absolutely loved it. Oh. So it was one of those and a uh, like a uh, some sort of Marshall 4x12. Uh-huh. And then the other guitar player had also a Marshall 4x12 and some, some sort of fender amp right um and then the bass player was um using a uh an ampeg 8x10 i think i don't know i'd i'd been to a beer festival earlier in the day so <laughs> my my memory may be clouded uh as was the beer um but it was uh yeah it was good it was good it just um yeah i'm, I'm just trying to like go to more shows this year like right. i felt like last year and even the year bit. before yeah it just kind of like stopped going and stopped like saying yes to go to stuff and sometimes you go and like the bands that you go and see are genuinely really, really good. So yeah, um, yeah I'm just saying yes to going to more shows. That's why I want to yes. do that this year. Just go and see more bands who I'm like, nah, I think I'll stay in and watch the telly. Wonderful. Oh. I want to watch them play the telly caster. Tell you what, talking about tellys, <laughs> um, just looking at some photos of Pew Pew Pew, they've either got amazing guitar collections or they just are really good at borrowing guitars from people. Right. <clears throat> because... Almost every single picture of them on Google Images, the two guitar players are playing a different, different guitar in every yep. single photo. <laughs> I, I saw that as well because I was trying to find earlier this week. I was trying to. We were talking about what that strap was that he was using. Yeah, I I think it was some sort of. I think it was like an eighties strap. Right. But so this first picture, the main fella is playing a Les Paul Melody Maker. Remember the ones from maybe like ten years ago that were yeah, like yeah. a single thin body yeah. Les Paul Junior. But it's got. It looks like it's got a humbucker in it, maybe. And the other player, guitar player is playing a Midnight Wine Telly. Skip forward a couple pictures, and the main fella 
is playing a SG Melody Maker. Oh, yes. Um, and the other... No, I can get behind that. And then, then he's playing a Jazz Master in this photo. And then he's playing a Strat. And then there's more different tellies. There's the SG Melody Maker. Yeah, it's all over the place. Oh, very cool. I mean, we've all been in bands where we show up without our guitars, and, you know, it works out. Maybe that's just what they always do. There's an SG standard there. There's a joke. I've never seen anyone look more confused than when I said that. (laughs) Joe. Sorry, excuse me. What? Is that, how can you show up with? Uh, how can you show up without your guitar? What if the? What, do you what mean if guitar? it's not in the correct tuning? Why are you saying singular? Why oh. would you turn up with one? <laughs> I I was thinking about this the other day. Um, one of the first ever kind of bigger gigs that I did was an all dayer at the Concord, which is in Bryan, which is. Uh, what, maybe 800 capacity, something no, like that? No, 650, 650. I think. Oh, yeah, sure. um, but it was an all day, so it was like loads of basically teenager punk bands with like one headliner. The idea being that the headliner was the band that the people who knew what they were on about wanted to see and probably quite expensive but wouldn't bring that many people. And then you fill it with nine other bands from the local area that bring their, you know, 25 mates each something right, like that right. and it feels it's enough to fill the hall roughly you don't pay any of the local bands and then you just pay the headliner with the money that these children essentially have brought in uh me being one of them and anyway on that first gig bear in mind it's a uh 650 cap venue or whatever it is a band turned up at like everyone was sound checking all the bands sort of arriving this band turned up and they were like oh we're here then and uh the promoter was like okay yeah yeah just put your stuff over there and they're like what what stuff and he's like, you know, your guitars and that. And uh, they were like, oh, we didn't bring any. You said we didn't need to bring any st- <laughs> stuff. <laughs> what? And he, and he was like, no, no. I meant like you didn't Back need to bring line. like a drum kit or like amps because it's an all day and there's some why here already. And they were what? like, oh, we didn't. We thought that we didn't have to bring guitars and that. <laughs> oh, why, and, why would, and, but, and why then would we you like, be up then, then they were like, but, but we got two guitar players. So we did think we should bring a spare amp Marshall MG10. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the promoter oh. just went, yeah, no, yeah, you're not playing. See you later. <laughs> they just had to leave. Amazing. It was that great. Is, uh, that is awful. Now, Matt Knight, uh, you uh, you added to your pedal collection this week. Uh, yes, I did two things, actually. I had a birthday. Um, HBD. And for my birthday, I, I bought a new studio desk. What? Uh, yeah. Why? I... Because I am working from home a lot more and I need a decent desk. And one of my goals for this year is to start recording some more music. Um, It's one thing I really want to get into. I've been, since I got the Spire, I've been like laying down a bunch of ideas. And I'm like, I really need to make some music before I depart this earth. (laughs) A bit bleak. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, oh. you, you, you're you're 33 now, Matt. You're really getting on, you know. I know. Oh, the old timer. Were you inspired um, by me putting an out, out an album this year, Matt? Is that what it was? You listened to that and you thought, I need to be that good. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> all, sure. And all these stories of like playing gigs, I'm like, man, I'm really not doing very much. Um, and I like, I put a couple of like Instagram stories up of me doing like some ambient stuff, and I was like really need to like get into doing some recording so i was like right well i'm going to start off by getting a a nice desk so i can actually like have a place that i can actually feel like i can sit and work so that's what i did first of all 
this week um and i can have like some synths and a drum machine and i can play guitar and it's big enough that i can actually like do guitar setups and stuff on it oh that's which cool. is something that is I've it a standing desk it is not oh. no oh, i missed out mate. missed out yeah. well this desk was only like 120 quid so oh. um unless i want i you know i mean have you looked at studio desks recently they go to like insane money yeah like i think some of them are like two and a half grand i'm like man I wish I had a house big enough for that. Yeah, and then and then and then, and then money uh, and then money enough to uh, to have to afford it. But what was annoying was they didn't put the dimensions of the desk correctly on their website. So the depth of the desk was about thirty centimeters more than it should have been. So that's a lot. That's so much. It is. It is massive. Um, but. But it's cool because I'm sitting on it right now again. And it's got a shelf just for my space echo. Oh, How about that? So good. I can sit here and that's be nice. like. Imagine finding a desk that yeah, has a space echo. Part of the only reason I actually bought it. Is that, um, is that <laughs> the reason why you d- uh, decided to go up in your loft this weekend, Matty? Yes, and put my foot through my ceiling. That was after. <laughs> you know, you know, you've got to have a, you've got to have a uh, classic. You've got to, you've got to have a low with every high. Um, <laughs> So and my- it was literally high because I um, stepped straight through the ceiling. Um, <laughs> straight through it. I was like, oh, I saved all this money by getting, you know, a cheap studio desk. It looks great. Oh, I've just spent it all by uh, putting my foot Someone's through got a replaster my roof did you, now. Did you fall through or did the... Uh, no, I just put my foot through. Yeah. I just imagine um, one little leg dangling down. <laughs> that happened uh, once when I was at a friend's house when we were kids and we were just like sat, you know, like playing in his bedroom like playing in 64 or something and then uh, his dad was up in the loft and then suddenly this leg full leg just came <laughs> through the ceiling and he was like oh bloody hell <laughs> yeah, I, I did exactly that uh, there was more swearing but I was so annoyed I was getting ready to go home for the weekend and I was just like I need to like I need to get this stuff up in the loft because I'd obviously dismantled my old desk and then slipped and then it was like bam I was like Easy come, easy go. Oh. <laughs> so, Matt, what, what is uh, for for home recording? What is my ceiling made out of? Uh, <laughs> what's your... uh, very little mostly duct tape now? I imagine. Yeah, no, it's what, just a what hole. Is, uh, what is your preferred door for your home recording stuff? Well, this is the interesting thing. So, at work this year, I have we have all been tasked with setting a. This is going to sound very. Uh, worky uh, but we've all been tasked in worky. setting a personal development goal uh which has to have some like achievements and one of them is um obviously well, i want to record this album but also to do a little bit of kind of research and understanding in actually recording and what is the best thing to use for recording i oh, haven't done any home recording for about seven or eight years so what doors um, do you own in that case what do I own right now? Yeah, what ones do you have? Old, uh, I have nothing. Oh, so I'm, okay. I'm literally wow. starting from the ground up. Oh my so. goodness, so you get to choose. You get to choose from scratch without having the influence of... Because everyone kind of learns one thing when they're young and then you will always have the sort of, can I be bothered to learn a new door? Shall I just stick with this one? And people rarely sort of move move over. Um, but you get exactly. to choose. You get to pick. All right, well, exactly. What, what so I, all... I don't know. I don't know whether to go for, you know, to, to obviously go Logic or I mean, maybe do Ableton. You know, that opens up a few different... I think Logic is fantastic. Logic is, is kind of the, the easy option for me. I think most things about Logic were easier to pick up than on most other doors. Um, I think Ableton's a bit convoluted for what you would want it for. I don't think... 100% I want it to do all the hard work for me. I basically want to plug my guitar in and be like, 
what plugins can I use? And then all the plugins do auto song on right. uh, on Logic. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think it, um, Cubase is really, really good as well. All the new Cubases are fantastic. And, and when it comes to actually buying affordable interfaces, um, Cubase have kind of the best quality ones on the market, mainly because they actually have real, real Neve preamps in the uh, oh got oh, a little oh, notification oh. over there on on Mark's uh, computer but yeah we um you get real neve preamps in the in the cubase interfaces which i think is a um a, a really cool thing so nice uh, Yo, um, yeah i'm sort of i'm sort of just getting into it so if anyone wants to put in the group experiences as well that'd be that'd very be handy great. so podcast I listeners was... yeah head over to the facebook group and and give matt your suggestions as well <laughs> And then it was partly, uh, also today was uh, partly inspiring because it was the first time I'd sat down properly with the, uh, again, a little bit worky, I sat down properly with the SY1000 and was like, this thing is basically a soundtrack in a box. Um, <laughs> so I wasted half of my day uh, playing with that and I was like, man, if only I'd recorded some of this, it might have been a while. Well, I'll tell, um, tell, tell you what, Matt, uh, you know, to, forgetting you started, as, you, as you're there with your computer and, and your new desk and you've got the SY1000, the same bit of advice that I gave Mark advice on earlier to download a door with which to record this very prod, uh, podcast, as he was going to have to, is Persona Studio One. They do, uh, they do an option called Studio One Prime, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, which is completely free. So you can buy the... They've got three tiers. The middle tier, which includes, you know, everything of what you really need, to be honest, is, is only £80. But the there is a free version. It simply doesn't allow you to use uh, plugins. So you're limited to the uh, the things that are included, the virtual instruments that are included. Uh, you can still obviously... And presumably whatever, you put, whatever signal you put into of it. Of course. So yeah, you, yeah. Can, you still record your own instruments on there. All I yeah. mean is... Um, if you want to plug your guitar straight in, I think they've given you one Marshall JCM mm-hmm. emulator on there, but there aren't any other great pedal amp presets. Oh yeah, so but uh, but yeah, there's there's <laughs> only the one amplifier on there. There's a there's a there's one of every effect you'll need, but yeah. there's not a there's not a large choice. There's some some decent rack stuff as well for kind of doing basic. You know, track compression and some basic mastering tools on there basically everything you need good virtual instruments as well good good virtual synthesizers plenty of moogs and plenty of drum kits for you to build tracks and i really like the the actual midi controllable so the instruments that you can use to build drum kits beat by beat and to build you know, synth and keys parts as well are really really good for a product that's completely free after I've, I've um, after I've used it to edit this rubbish, I'm actually going to like <laughs> use some of the loops and stuff to yeah. get free with it to build some some <laughs> tunes and uh, and see what I can do with it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, we we my band actually use it as a writing tool, so we all have the the free version and uh, and we all write stuff. And Personas has its own sharing community, so we can share the tracks between us and make edits on our own versions of it, and then send them see, see those edits done real time, just like a Google Doc, just like sharing a Google Doc with people. So now I know that you use it. I'm going back to Pro Tools. <laughs> well, yeah, but, <laughs> but you know, a, fa- a fantastic tool, really easy to use. Some great like teaching software on the main page, so a good thing to check out, Matt. I think if you're yeah, uh, if so you're into um, that sort of thing. And I might actually like you know mic up a guitar amp and learn how to mic up. A Surely guitar amp. not. I mean, you don't. No uh, one needs to do that anymore. Wait. No, I'm. I see. I'm going analog. Screw this logic <laughs> stuff. I'm going to buy a tape deck and just oh, do it all on that. Oh, there you go. Um, set it up in my attic and uh, hopefully not put my foot through it again. <laughs> do that. Yes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, you're going to become one of those uh, like loft dwellers, Matty. 
you're just gonna like you're, you're gonna you're gonna keep growing your beard and you're gonna get more cats and all of a sudden you're not gonna need a, a roof because you've you've completely lined the floor with uh with modular synthesis. Sounds great. It's no longer I mean, his loft, it's dream. his command centre. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing is, if it wasn't so cold in, in, in my loft, I would put more stuff up there. But, um, well, if you stop putting holes through the floor, I'm sure you'd be able to keep it <laughs> insulated. <laughs> anyway, Matt, you you also got a new pedal uh, this yes, week. Yes, yes. Uh, just arrived today, uh, Old Blood Noise Minim. Oh, We've I'm got... very excited to hear about this. Wonderful. Uh, we, we talked about it a lot, I think, on or a little bit at least, uh, on gear of the year because it came out right towards the end of 2019 and it's sort of the upgraded version i think you were sort of saying mark is the upgraded version to the the reaver um, yeah. it's yeah. like a new flavor i think of uh, of that pedal so like different artwork but also a couple of the functions are slightly different i think um yes. and yeah new slightly new sound as well yeah, so it's. Um, I was doing a little bit of research uh, just before we started the podcast. So you've obviously got reverb control and then modulation, which is like a harmonic tremolo. Uh, that's activated by the bypass control. You've then got decay, feedback, uh, delay, and time. So delay is your delay level. Um, so you can mix those together. But then you've got, yeah, the reverse control. You've then got an order control so whether reverb comes before delay you can blend in the dry signal and then you've got speed control as well so i think you can actually change the speed of the reverse portion of the delay so you can get these kind of octave up style shimmers and and stuff like that so yeah i think they've up upgraded a few of the um the features and I, if i remember rightly it's in conjunction with a company called data choir i think that's who also did the Reva as well. No, I think um, it's not. I think the the uh, Reva or Reva was a uh, collaboration. I think this is their own works. I think. Ah, okay. I stand corrected. Yeah, I believe so. I might be wrong on that, but you might want to just check on the site. But yeah, I think uh, I think this is their kind of their own all their own work. Yes, um, but I'm um, yeah, I'm excited to uh, to plug it in, and uh, I had a bit of a chat with Dan and Brady at Nam, who are also listening to this podcast. Uh, so hello to those guys. Thanks for sending it through, um, and yeah, look forward to checking it out and plugging it in and making some ambient noise. Yeah. Since they did um, part of the uh, mood as well, I think it'd be cool to pair those two together and maybe make it the first track on my album. <laughs> I'm really excited about hearing Matt make ambient music. Certainly, uh, it, it's something that you've always excelled at. It would be nice to hear you actually commit well, some to tape. Know, play less notes. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I said January 1st, I said my my uh, my outlook on, on 2020 is less is more. Do less... So less notes, more pedals, yeah? Stuff, but make it more impactful. So if I play... Exactly exactly uh less notes more ambience um and i'll just eventually record an album that's one note um and it'll be so ambient it will just never finish Fantastic. people have been saying this podcast is one note for years and uh <laughs> nah. um now let's uh we should uh, we should dive headfirst into a big old barrel of news news That was really enthusiastic, Joe. Oh, thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Okay. So first up on the uh, on the news, um, uh, let's uh, let's start. Let's start with you, Matt and I. Let's uh, let's talk about some rock and roll relics. How about that? Yes. 
Uh, I love this brand, and I, I I think one of the only stools I've seen them for sale regularly is World Guitars, who, um, if you haven't been on their website recently, have a fantastic selection of loads and loads of amazing different sort of boutique guitars. So Rock and Roll Relics, um, a company out of LA who make kind of Gibson and Gretschy kind of clones, um, but all with their sort of own unique twist i always think they've got a real kind of 50s theme running throughout obviously the guitars were made of that sort of era but they always kind of add a few extra design touches i think are really nice plus they're obviously amazingly uh relic but this is their new design so this is the revenge which is their first offset set neck design guitar so imagine kind of half to me, it looks like half Les Paul, half Firebird. Oh, is I that what you think? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I thought, thought it was. It yeah. looks like a sort of squashed Firebird. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, squashed Firebird, a little bit of Les Paul about it. Um, so this is a 24.75 scale, uh, 10 to 14 inch compound radius fingerboard uh, neck with a um, back calf profile, slim cut, um, but basically, yeah, kind of going for that Gibson-y vibe, but with um, with a slightly bizarre body shape. I kind of, the more I look at it, the more I sort of am into it. It's, it is very, very odd. Um, but yeah, basically a available in different... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST bodywood so they're not sticking to one type which i think is the theme that runs throughout most of their guitars uh, mahogany cedar or carina finish and then they usually use a thin uh, nitro lacquer you can have it in aged or non-aged but they're aged guitars they do relicking very very well um rosewood fingerboards sort of clues and tuners as you'd expect from that sort of gibson style the fact the ones on this are the very old school um style ones that you would have got on the old um they have been the same ones on the juniors yeah or those like junior kind of... ones yeah for sure yeah um and then real reasonably priced ones real squashed buttons sort of honer uh honer? yeah hofner <laughs> 
yeah, basically, um, so 2799. I mean, yeah, if you haven't seen them before, definitely worth checking out their uh, their website, Rock and Roll We spoke Relics. about them quite a bit when the Billy Joe Armstrong came out. It wasn't like a signature. He was just using one. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, no, they're not. It yeah, it wasn't like they're basically they they do a number of kind of uh, Les Paul Junior style models. So the Thunders model, Johnny Thunders model, um, and they do that in single or double cut. So it's like single double cut Les Paul Junior. Uh-huh. Uh, and Billy Joe Armstrong was playing a single cut one that had, was like American flag, but it was instead of red, white, and blue, it was like silver and black, right? Kind of thing. Cool looking guitar, but yeah, it's so dangerous going on their website because, like, instantly you're like, I just want all of these. Like, yeah, if, yeah. Any, if any company knew about the guitars that we would want to buy, it's rock and roll relics. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, um, I really like the Black Heart, the single cut, that's their sort of P90 humbucker, um, sort of. It, it's What's sort it? of Les Paul bottom half, but then the top half is like a really squished uh, Les Paul. I mean, that's I like, like the lightning. Uh, that's the Joan Jett signature. Well, it's similar to the Joan Jett signature because yeah, yeah. yes. her, her band was the Black Hearts. Well, one of the bands she was in was Black Hearts. Um, the lightning. The... I'm all about that. The three three five style guitar, but instead of F holes, it's got lightning bolts. Um, yes. And Gretsch Filtertron, cool. or you know, some sort of like kind of Gretschy style pickups in there. Love it. They, all about that. They did. A, they did a pink one of those at Nam year before last, um, which just looked amazing. Yeah. Um, the Thunders are really good. They do the double cut, so um, there's a really cool Thunders double cut with just a sim- single humbucker. Also available um, as a bass, the Thunder, which looks yeah, yeah, and it does look cool as a bass. Definitely. Yeah, there's a really good demo of it on uh, uh, on uh, Chicago Music Exchange from years ago. Very good. I just want to buy all of these. I'm so um, into it. I'm really into the Thunder 2, yeah, actually, I think as look, a rule. I... Which one? Sorry? The the Thunder 2. So it's a, it's a double-cut uh, junior style, but the neck pickup is more centrally located. Oh, yeah. There's one uh, in pink on their on their website right now. They've got one with a couple of TV Jones pickups in. Um, the Starfighter, which is their carved top one, looks cool. Um, they've got a whole bunch of great guitars in there, and they do relic. Like I said, they do relicking really, really well. So it's nice to see a kind of more unique body shape. I mean, their black heart um, and the Thunders are obviously inspired by. Um, sort of double cuts but they do have a slightly different sort of uh, curve to them but it's nice to see a totally unique uh, body shape come out from them yeah yeah absolutely guitar nerds is brought to you in association with faith guitars based right here in the uk faith guitars are designed by british guitar luthier patrick james eggle who has been hand building guitars for decades for some of the biggest names in the business Founded in 2002, Faith Guitars have been voted the UK's best acoustic guitars five times in a row by both the public and panels of music industry experts, so you can be confident in your new Faith Guitar. Like all quality acoustics, Faith Guitars are made of all solid tone wood, so you can be sure they'll start off sounding great and improve year on year. Faith don't use laminated woods. But you'll be pleased to know that despite the all-solid tone woods, the superb specification and handmade construction, Faith Guitars are still affordable, with prices starting at around £450 or $600. US Discover the range at faithguitars.com and then visit one of the many UK or European retailers to try them for yourself. 
but hold up. If you're in the USA or Canada, you can buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com. And by using the coupon code NERDS at the checkout, you can get an exclusive 10% discount. So, in the UK and Europe, check out the guitars at your local dealer or faithguitars.com. But for North American listeners... Buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and use the coupon code NERDS for a special 10% off at the checkout. That's USA coupon code NERDS at the checkout. Faith Guitars, award-winning acoustics, designed right here in the UK. Um... Can I do some news? Yeah, because I was, I was, I was th- going to give you the next news This article. has been on the news forever, on our, our list of uh, <laughs> post now news. In fact, I'm just looking at the press release, 16th of January, 2020. <laughs> uh, I want to talk um, about the Apex 808 uh, okay. from Maxon. Now, uh, Maxon, obviously the uh, fathers of the Tube Screamer style pedal, the original OD 808, I believe. Maxon, Maxoff. Indeed. Um, before it was rebranded and licensed to Ibanez, as the TS-808 uh, was first called the Maxon OD-808. Um, Maxon have gone back to their roots and they brought on the original designer. I'm going to try not to butcher this name. Susumu Tamura, um, the uh, creator of the original Tube Screamer, has come back on board and they've basically kind of made the ultimate Tube Screamer. Um, so uh, Tamura uh, apparently has taken a 100 different Tube Screamer Either like original ones or vintage ones or like brand new takes. Listened to all of them, worked out how they all work, and has then gone, right, I can make the ultimate tube screamer. That does sound cool. I mean, I wonder how many companies have... uh have claimed to have made the ultimate tube screamer. Well, sure, but the I years. mean, this is the original designer yeah, this... with the aggregate of the 100 <laughs> best tube screamer clones. I mean, yeah. you're not going to get no, much okay. better Fine. than this. Yeah, this I also is... think that's quite cool in the, in the you know, it's not just the original designer saying, no, the original design is the best and I'm going to make, you know, a new version of that or yeah. whatever. You know, they're, they're sort of... Learning from it, le- I guess. Well, yeah, taking on board the tweaks that other people have done or whatever, you know. Yeah, cool. I mean, is there is there a more syndicated, you know, more syndicated, a more like copied pedal, cloned pedal than the yeah, Tube I Screamer? Guess, I guess you're right. Probably, or the... you know, this is my take on a Tube Screamer or whatever. No, probably not. Probably not. Uh, the only thing, or one of the things, I can't find a price for it at the moment. It doesn't. Oh no, two hundred ninety nine USDs uh, is uh, it's where it, where it's coming in at. So it is fairly pricey, um, and it's a very very stripped back pedal. It's a very basic kind of black and green box with three controls on it which i, mean, I think it looks like the uh it looks like the budget tc sh- uh chassis that they've been using uh, i mean it just yeah i mean it's like the most basic layout three knob pedal that you could doesn't ever imagine have, doesn't even have the controls like d t and l i don't yeah. know what they do but someone could try one and let us know that'd the, be good the jacks aren't top mounted no they are indeed side mounted uh What's which wrong are, with that? just you know Joe's fussy. We're so past this. Joe, Joe's Joe's been reading one too many complaints on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it looks super cool. I actually haven't listened to a demo of it yet because it's been on the news so long. I kind of forgot that it even even existed. Um, so I haven't got around to listen to a demo. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a cool thing to go back to the original designer to produce something like this, and also to do it in a way that isn't particularly fancy. Like you know, it's not like. 
a sparkly green box or whatever. It's just like a cool retro-y 80s sort of looking pedal. This could have been the original design yeah. and you wouldn't even yeah. notice that it was different. Yeah, um, I guess Ibanez have it. really covered the sort of uh, doing all the sparkly All the anniversaries and all that sort of thing. There's yeah. that one that you can get in the massive box yeah, and it comes yeah. in like a padded yeah. bit. There was the gold one that they did for a little while as well. Do you remember that gold one? Yeah, yeah. Who was that made in collaboration with? That uh, ver, 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 that wasn't ver, gold. That was copper, oh, was I believe. Copper? Yeah, that was the oh, copper one. But I right. think there is a gold one available, and there was also that sparkly green one that had the green <laughs> knobs yeah. on it as well. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, um, looking at uh, Maxon's website, there's no. They're not available yet. Release date TBD, and the price is two nine nine USD. Oh, still a very cool pedal. If you're into tube screamers, it might be one to get. It might Jay be Cross. the one. Yes, absolutely. Jay Cross. Uh, there's uh, there's even more Fender news this week. Even more cool things have happened that Fender have done this week. And uh, 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 can I can I start us off with the? Can, can we talk about uh, n- no casters or not really a no caster? But can we talk about that? Yeah, sure. So uh, 2020, the year that we're living in now. In case you're listening to this sometime in the future, uh, is set or the... the past. Oh, <laughs> or the. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, all the past. past those. Um, the uh, 2020 is the 70th anniversary of the uh, first Fender electric... Sorry, my foot's caught on a bag. Um, <laughs> the first uh, Fender electric guitar, which, as we all know, was originally called the Broadcaster. And then uh, Gretsch sent a cease and desist because the Broadcaster name was owned by them. They made a drum... Uh, set called the uh, called the Broadcaster. So uh, the name was just scrubbed off the... Um, the top of the guitar and that's where we you know got the name no caster from and then that eventually became telecaster i think i told this story last week uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago <laughs> when we were talking about the um you know the custom shop and the uh american uh series yeah. reissue of the no caster um but what has uh launched now and i think they've i think they're limited so i don't want to dwell too much on it but it's a um uh, an FSR style, although they're now called limited edition. I'm not really sure what the differentiator is, but um, a limited edition player telly, which is a uh, butterscotch blonde telly with 51 no caster pickups in it. Um, so yeah, really cool. This is very cool. Yeah, really, really cool. I mean, this is kind of what we all love about the kind of FSR or limited edition uh, runs of, of Fender guitars. It's taking... Um, taking a, a guitar that you know and love and then just making a few little changes to it to turn it into something completely different. Yeah. So, and I mean, not that turning a player telly into a, you know, different type of player telly <laughs> is that different, but, but still, it is cool. Having the pickup and the right finish, this is the most affordable we've and, ever been able to get a Fender headstock yeah. decal. I'm just ashamed they haven't gone for the original bridge on this. It's still a player bridge. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still a player guitar, you know, yeah. and the thing is, is if you want the... Um, if you want the the, the quote unquote proper no caster, then those are available. Or yeah. there's the, this year there's the broadcasters available, which is very cool. Um, and you know it's only a couple of hundred quid more, and you can get the Vintera Tele fifties yeah. Tele mod, aka the best guitar you could buy for under a thousand pounds. Sure, but um, you know this I think is up there as a as a close. Absolutely, close very very cool up. indeed. And certainly, if you if you if you like some of the the modern applications of of the player series, well, that, totally. That you blended know, with these classic looks is a really wonderful option there are a lot of complete uh complete wallies out there who don't like the classic uh telecaster bridge i mean <laughs> I, I don't really understand you but that's fine I, I guess you care about 
intonation and other such made up <laughs> things. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is an option for people to get that sort of uh, no caster aesthetic with um, a relatively reasonable price point. Mm. Are we um, are we able to quickly talk about the other FSR guitars that came out this week? Uh, yeah. So to be the- honest with you, I don't know a huge amount about them because they are. Um, I think we're talking about different guitars. Oh, okay. Because this on. isn't in the news. The Raw Ash limited edition guitars. Oh, okay. I just didn't yeah. think this was that they interesting. Look, I think they look amazing. So this is player series as well, right? Uh, no, this is performers. Oh, it's performer. Yeah. Right. Um, so the American. American performer Raw What's Ash the standard now, Strat the and Telly. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know how much you know about them, Joe. I've literally just seen them pop up, and I think they look wicked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I know a little bit about them. I've seen a couple of them. I know that there's a, a Strat Telly and a Jazz Bass. I don't. I, I don't think, think, I think it's just Strat and Telly. Oh, yeah, it's, it's just, just a Strat and Telly. Okay. I don't think yeah. there's much more to know other than that they are they are natural finish Ash. Uh, white plate. I think it was white. Plate, uh, yeah, they're white it? plate. They're white plate, and I think it. The key is that they are. Uh, does it say? Yeah. Um, layer of satin polyurethane finish. Oh, so yeah, that's it's like nice. a. So we'll have it's that like sort a of hand thin, rub finish. Yes, yeah. exactly that. Um, and I think they look super cool. I mean, it's the. Um, what do they call them? The Yosemite single coils in both. Oh, is that, really? Is that oh, just yeah. regular performer spec? The Yosemite pickups are what are in the uh, in the performers, yeah. And I, t- I tell you what, those, I, you know, not wanting to go too far down into it, but the Yosemite pickups are absolutely bloody banging. Yeah. I prefer the Yosemite. Uh, yes, okay, Yosemite. The Yosemite, go, going to the Yosemite National Park, yeah. <laughs> uh, those pickups are really very, very good. Uh, they, sound, they sound wicked, so. Yeah, I'm into this. This, to me, is like original highway ones you know yeah. like yeah satiny finishes true. i didn't think about that that is pretty cool yeah i just i really like black scratch plates on on like all the no i things. think like a natural guitar you want a white scratch plate. yeah, yeah i like it i think i'm maybe governed by that those 70s jazz basses oh yeah but get. this is a different kind of natural though those have got a kind of yellowy mm-hmm. tint to them this is very much a kind of just the wood very woody yeah they are very woody and yeah. the uh, the white scratch plate I think looks wicked I'm into these a big way oh, very um, cool indeed the other thing which I think is probably a bit more interesting sorry Mark not to what? cut across you there um, but the did you see about the Eric Johnson uh, guitars that were so they were announced at NAMM uh, the um, EJ Virginia um, but what is particularly cool about this and something that you might not have picked up on is uh the fact that the um so there's there's two eric johnson models there is the uh custom shop one master built one which is nine grand or something and then there's the uh just take two okay cool that'll be 18 grand thanks uh there is the (laughs) uh the standard um american series one so this is the 1954 Virginia Strat from the Stories collection. Yes, I've seen this. So Stories is 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 a new what range? So or is it uh, limited this is, edition. This is the first one from the Stories collection. Right. And basically, what it is is it is a guitar um, that is based on a modified original guitar. So uh, Eric Johnson had has this 1954. Um, this 1954 strap which is a sassafras body uh-huh. um which is a type of wood which wasn't used very regularly um in fact from the small amount of research that i've done on it it may have only uh come about in 1954 
Uh, that seems to be uh, the consensus that I saw on a couple of forums. But like I say, I'm sure people will come and say that I'm incorrect on that, which is fine. Um, and uh, the thing that's different about it is that um, despite it being a 1954 super rare body, um, there is a Demacio HS2 in the bridge. <laughs> and it's a uh, it's a 12-inch radius board, uh, uh, neck, soft V neck. Right. Um, so basically the neck and the pickups have changed. But yeah, it's just part of a, um, kind of a, a series of guitars that are uh, not vintage correct in any way right um and but also maybe not kind of uh unique enough to be their own standalone signature model so for example eric johnson has still got his thin line strat which is you know a completely bonkers guitar um having seen a thin line strat is just it's so weird it really it is yeah it doesn't look like it fits on no there, i know the but it, yeah it yeah 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 but it does and they, they play really nicely but uh yeah so the story's question this is the first one in the series um i think it will be something to keep an eye on because i think it could be a really interesting series as the uh as, as time goes on Do you, is it going to be like a one a month sort of setup or is it just random we'll just uh, see more stuff added to this series yeah more stuff will just get added as it goes it's certainly not it's certainly not one a month Oh, very cool. Now, uh, before we finish up this podcast, let's uh, let's see if we can get one or maybe two questions answered on here. So, don't make, I'm editing this podcast. Yeah, don't know. make me put the duck sound so in. I'm te- we're, it's not me doing it. Look, there he is. Oh. He's making the noise. It's the 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 question duck. <laughs> yeah, and now. It is the time for the question segment of the podcast. I've sent you the duck. You should just um, not put it in. I'm just going to put it in. I've sent you the find another duck clip and put it in instead. <laughs> well, you should. Fine, fine. Whatever. Anyway, okay. The question Canada Goose. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, that would be good. Maybe we could move on to the question. Don't give him goose. ideas. Anyway, um, we could do all the different sounds of various uh, seafaring birds throughout that that could be it I've, I've are you considering to... a duck a seafaring bird yeah they sort of they 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 swim they dive they uh... they don't go out to sea though well, i think if they go out to sea they die <laughs> is that what you want joe <laughs> do you want to kill ducks do you hate ducks is that what it is oh my lord that's a terrible thing for you <laughs> to suggest no no God. no no can Ooh. we can we end the podcast yeah, now? Okay, no, we, we're going to do some questions anyway. Friend of the podcast, Joe Puttick, uh, has has asked this. He said, "Nerds' opinion: What is the best affordable, huggable high gain amp modeler preamp and power amp solution?" <laughs> Did you huggable. add huggable in no, there? No, but I love the term. Isn't it a great term? I'm going to use. Do you that. mean like, giggable? Huggable? No, he said huggable. Did he mean to? That's auto definitely also giggable. It's <laughs> definitely giggable. <laughs> but it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? We can no, say no. huggable. Yeah, like something that you could pick up. Huggable. He definitely meant giggable. I realise that yeah. now. I thought he was turning. <laughs> <a> new... <laughs> I thought it was like a new phrase. I was like, "This is good." Like make gooder a huggable amp. It's like an amp you can take on a train. But yeah, he means giggable. Doesn't he? <laughs> yes. okay, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you said it because I didn't want to bring it up. I was like, "I'm missing out on something here." <laughs> okay, fine. So, so he asked for the best affordable giggable uh, high gain amp or modeler or preamp and power amp solution. He's about to start gigging again, and he's torn in many different directions um so yeah so i thought we'd talk about our preferences for for things that i guess are giggable um but uh affordable and also huggable um and and you know whether at that whether at the sort of affordability 
thing when you're looking for high gain what do you go for there do you go for a real amp do you go for a preamp and a power amp or a modeler because certainly the high gain amps are probably more oversaturated than anything else certainly like you know if, if you're looking for Literally. cleans or well more... oversaturated right. uh, yes <laughs> but but i mean that you know if you're looking for for a clean amp or or like a bluesy amp then there are things that are definitely um are definitely more preferred it, you know, on, on yeah. the market than other things whereas i think high gain has it's being pulled in so many different directions because there are some fantastic you know things being released by you know companies like mesa boogie but at the same time we we've got an incredible range of modelers coming out all, all over the place and then loads of companies doing really great really affordable preamps that you can partner with a with a power amp you know even down to vox M- mv50 well, they, yeah. they do a, a high game on but yeah i thought we'd talk about that matt knight why don't you uh why don't you t- start us off what are we um what are we classing as affordable here that's my what, question well what, what are we say, what are we saying under a grand i'd say under a grand yeah okay let's do that if you're yeah let's let's try and get as under a grand as possible okay well we're, i'm i'm looking at valve amp heads at the moment, I think there's a couple of really good options um, out there. So there's a couple I want to kind of shout out. Ones I've used that I think are very, very good. Uh, firstly, super simple, loads of gain, um, and really just a game-based valve amp. The um, Victory BD1, which is their 30-watt um, uh, like mini amp, I guess it's much smaller than the normal Victory amps. It's just gain, contour, and master volume. Still has an effects loop. It goes down to low powered. I think you can get it down to uh, two watts if you want to use it at home. But you've got more high um, sort of high power if you want. But it's just super simple, easy to use, um, and just relies on you sort of riding the volume control on your guitar if you want to clean it up a bit. So if you're doing just a lot of high gain, uh-huh. um, I think that's a really good place to start. One that we definitely haven't talked about much, but I think would be a really good option, especially if you're after modern high gain, but you also want that kind of very modern sort of plinky clean sound, um, would be the PV um, Invective Mishimansa Signature Mini Amp, which is 699. Um, they're due out um, within the next month or so. Um, and I think that would be a really, really good option. Obviously, great clean sound, great drive sound, and a bunch of great um, controls on the back panel. So you have a mic uh, simulated uh, DI out. Um, you can defeat the speaker um, if you want to, or you can run both at the same time. You can plug headphones into it. You can run 1, 5, or 20 watts. You can run into different cabs. You've got an effects loop on there, and there's a onboard boost and noise gate. So if you definitely want a modern high-gain amp, um, and, yeah, well within that sort of under a grand, um, I think that'd be a really good option. Hmm. Yeah, very cool. I'm surprised you didn't go for the the, the Boss Katana is one of your suggestions because of well, course the, the Katana. Know, I've is... already mentioned Boss enough, and <laughs> really, in fact, I'm pretty sure Joe already has a Katana. Well, clearly, it's not good enough for um, well. High apparently gain not. Then. I'm better going to have words. If not, I'll just uh, make sure he buys one of those instead. But if you can't, um, for whatever reason, they would be my other choices. Mark Packham, do you know what I'm going to say? Something I always come back to, and it, actually, there's not really enough 
uh, information in the question about what Joe, Joe wants. No, <laughs> no, no. Don't do it. Marshall DSL 50. Yeah. Because I've been I watching... thought you were going to say MG10. Yeah, just don't take a guitar to with. There'll be a guitar there. Don't worry about it. Um, no, I've been watching. I, I keep going back to it because uh, my friend is looking at, you know, different amps and stuff and we've been kind of talking about solutions. So I've been watching a lot of DSL 50 videos, um, like comparing it to other stuff that's like a bit more expensive, like JMPs or other stuff you can buy. I think we talked about it a few weeks ago, the uh, Vintage Modern. Uh, was that what they were called? Vintage Modern Heads, Marshall? Yeah. Yeah, Vintage Modern 50. Or I can't remember. A vintage Mod... F- no, no vintage, vintage Modern. modern. It was Vintage Modern. Um, the old the old ones. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. Came out quite a while ago but they, they were wicked yeah they were really good and so i've been watching a lot of dsl 50 videos comparing them to all that stuff and i think for me they just sit as well as me really liking the amp the price that you can get them for used now sits in exactly the right place where they should be so you know jmps and the kind of slightly older stuff are very expensive even 800s jcm 800s now are you know you're pushing kind of eight or nine hundred quid a lot of the time to get one um and dsl 50s i still think they're underrated in terms of what people think of them they're a very good amp they hold themselves they hold up you know against an 800 or against uh i think they held up very well against an old jmp even and you can get them for like 400 quid um it just all depends on whether gigable means carrying a 50 watt marshall head <laughs> right, with you, yeah. which back in the day was that was a gigable amp um is that still giggable? Don't know. The definition has shifted a bit. But I would pair one of those up. And if you want to go high end, what I would actually do is I think the clean and the crunch channels on the DSL 50 excel, but they might not be metally, like high gainy enough. So what I would actually do is get a Redbeard Red Mist. I think the best metal pedal that I've heard for a long time. Put one of those in front of it for your more driven stuff. Uh, and use that instead of the overdrive channels on the DSL 50, and I think you'd be laughing. That is a really good setup for not much money. No, How much is a Red Mist? 120 quid or something? Yeah, they're not a lot of money. Yeah, yeah so, so for kind a... of 500-ish pounds, you've got one of the best valve amps ever made. I'm mm-hmm. staking that claim. Uh, <laughs> and a pedal that will put you exactly in the ballpark for doing modern high-gain stuff, but like not too clinical. I yeah. think something that sounds like rough and raw but has some variety there as well but we'll do the, the modern sound too sure sure jay cross i mean obviously this is a little out of my wheelhouse so I, <laughs> I will be the first to admit that but um just kind of thinking back to the uh the sort of things that i would recommend while i was working in the shop i was just sort of trying to think back to what those were and just having a little look at uh what the options are out there available at the moment um depending on how gigable we're talking about i mean in terms of a drive sound i always really like the orange or 15s 15 Uh was probably a little bit too low knowing the sort of band that joe is in so that's probably out um so i would uh offer a couple of options for around 500 quid so a little bit cheaper than the grand budget that we were talking about and that is the um evh 5150 lunchbox and the PV6505 which uh, mini both of which are you know very similar sounding amps yeah. um the the 6505 I always kind of ignored because I wasn't really bothered about that sound and it was actually only when the um classic 
the PV Classic Mini head came out that I really paid attention to what they were doing with their smaller heads. And, you know, that classic mini head I thought was fantastic. I remember really pushing hard for it in yeah, Gear of the Year, yeah. whichever year that was, I can't remember. Um, and then the uh, EVH Lunchbox head is, uh, you know, very similar sounding, uh, very similar sounding head. The um, the Mark II, I think it is, came out recently. Mm, we're on Mark Three, the I think. Lunchbox Mark oh, II. Oh, right. I okay, think. Lunchbox Mark II. Again, this is really kind of in the peripheral of my knowledge. Okay. Um, but I remember uh, playing both of those and, uh, you know, both the metal chords that I know, um, which is uh, E and E minor, uh, both sounded great through it. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, I'd recommend having a look at those. Right. Okay. Can cool. I also suggest really quickly, uh, again, if you're thinking that you could do, you know, like DSL 50 size, you know, classic Marshall head size, I just recommend an original 5150. Like, they're, I know they're a bit hard to come by now. There's not much about. How much do they go for? Um, I can't find a price. That's. I was just looking oh, right. to see if I could find a price for a used one. I can't find one anywhere. Um, they are, they've got a very distinctive sound. Like, when you hear a 5150, yeah. it sounds like a 5150. Yeah. yeah. But they are absolutely awesome. And if you just want sheer metal and rock power... 5150 is absolutely incredible. The current the current EVH uh, 5150, which is the three, um, is available as a combo now in a, yeah. in a 212 combo. It's weighing an absolute ton. I do. Um, I just. I do think. I, I like the new stuff a lot. I just do think there is something to be said for the original PV right, ones. They right. they've just got kind of this. I was about to say girth, um, and that is how I'm going to describe it. They've got a kind of girth about them. Okay. Um, to, to my ears, the new ones sound a little bit tighter and a bit more focused. Right. There is something a bit kind of like flab, a bit yeah. like flabby about Some the original 5150s. Yeah, exactly that. Right. And that's Guys. what I like. Yeah. I'm not sure about this. <laughs> of course it is. But uh, yeah, okay. So my my suggestion, I think the thing that I've that I've loved that I've been the most impressed with that does this sort of thing. Uh, over the last little while has been uh, the Helix, the Line 6 Helix, um, which of course is now available at a ton of price points. So you know you can go for the you can go for the HX Stomp and pick something up for how how much are they like three four hundred. At four hundred pounds, something like that. I'll oh, have a look right now. Matrix Don, but you know you can go for the LT at, at sort of around seven hundred and fifty pounds. I appreciate that's that's taking up the bulk of our um, of our budget here on on just the Helix, but it, it will give you so much more than just a, a massive range of fantastic sounding high gain amps. And don't forget, Line Six are updating the, the Helix all the time and adding new amps and new effects. So you know, there's there's always a, a bunch of new, cool, free things, and thanks to the the sort of Helix community, there are so many presets uh, available for you to download that have been built by people who are just spending <laughs> so much time building these presets. Which means you don't have to; you can just find the best ones, which I think is very, very good. That then, of course, gives you the option of going front into house, which I'm still not on board with. I just I don't think it works at smaller. Uh, venues i've seen way more examples of it not working than it working um which then means that you're going to have to run it into an amplifier in some way and if matt is indeed right and joe you have a uh, um a katana um you can of course um plug into the um into the effects effect loop, loop. Yeah, yeah and uh and and just use it as a as a power amp essentially which uh which is very good. Just uh, turn off the the cab modelling, and uh, and you know you'll have a, a fantastic sounding preamp with whatever effects you want, and then you've just got such a massive 
multitude of, of various things that you can use, but it's very cool. Anyway, that uh, that pretty much brings us up to uh, to the end of, of this week's free episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. Uh, you can, of course, listen to an entire extra episode of Guitar Nerds every week over on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. You can also find that in the description of this podcast episode. Now, this uh, week, our Patreon episode is the third in our in our ten part Gear of the Decade series of podcasts. Uh, each week, we're going to be tossing up the best bits from 2010 through to 2019, and then deciding upon the best products of the entire decade. So, uh, so I guess this week is 2012, and we've got some fan. Fantastic things going in the uh, in in 2012. Um, you know, of course, it's the the first year we saw custom shop pickups in the in the Fender Standard line. We had probably still to date the most important guitar ever made, the PV8200. Uh, so it's <laughs> going to be, be one a, of those episodes. It's going to be a very exciting episode over on there. And if you uh, if you if you want to support us on Patreon, you can for as little as one dollar a month. Um, you, you'll get the podcast ad-free and early every week. Plus, you can be part of our live audience and participate in our semi-regular Guitar Nerds live episodes. At the $5 tier, you can enjoy an entire extra episode every week, plus access to our entire back catalogue of miniseries like Question Hole, Bar Chords, and the Friday specials. And at the $10 tier, you can become an executive producer and enjoy all these benefits. Plus, Oh, I forgot about yeah. this. <laughs> I'm back in. I was yeah. just about to switch off. <laughs> plus, the prestigious honour of having your name Featured in what would normally no, be our on, podcast outro say song. It how you normally say it. Um, uh, to to have your name read out in one breath by, by me. me. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how much it. I love I've that. It. <laughs> okay, fine. So uh, you can follow us. Is on... the is the like it, the sense of impending like doom, yeah. pain, and defeat <laughs> that's just about to like come across him. Yeah, that, that's it. Okay, so you can follow us on all the major social platforms with at Guitar Nerds, and you can join us on our Facebook community at yeah, Facebook.com. Yeah, 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 blah, 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 blah. Get to the, get to the talking, get to the blah, 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 blah. Okay, okay, fine. <clears throat> all right, so here we go. I'm hoping I'm going to be able to do this because I've got to read it off a slightly different list as well because my actual, my my main list is, is not working. <clears throat> what? What is that? How is it different? Uh, is it well, backwards or something? No, it's because I'm reading it off of Patreon. Portrait? And some people don't put their full names on Patreon. Yeah. Or they use some sort of alias. And I have a master list of what all those aliases are so I can read out their actual names. But I don't have access oh, see, to I, that I'm here. I'm not sure about that. So I'm... I have to guess what when I see when I see one and it just says Will, well, I know that's Will Clare. Okay. Um, you know, but then there are a few. There's a Stuart on there and there are a few Stuarts. So you know it's a uh, and there's a there's a Scott yeah and there are a few Scots I think that's Scott O'Brien that one I'll remember that okay I think I've got this <laughs> I'm ready for this there are two pages as well so I need to wait for a page to load yes. up in, in between this I'm, I'm I'm doing this list on like a super old Chromebook yeah uh, so <laughs> come on then let's do All it right, okay uh, you, you will have silence oh no no you're not giving me backing music there should be maybe I'll just unmute the football you can just have that as a background <clears throat> okay here we go. Alright, okay, you can do this, Joe. I believe in you. Okay, here we are. It's alphabetical as well. <coughs> Aaron 
Sean Sherman, Adrian Day, Andrew Good, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Brian Einsler, Brian Hansen, Charles Manta, Christian Lundhansen, Christopher Joseph, Dave Lee, Derek Rich, Emery James Baker, Eric Fowle, Eric Hammer, Ernie Cooper, Gavin Vanderlinden, Hans Ams, Jake Cummore, Jacob McGee, Jake Gray, Jamie Kemp, J.D. Short, Jeffrey Wax, John Anglin, Keith Adams, Ken Sayers, Mario Turan, Marcus Alcadawaki, Cliff Martin, Cliff Martin, Martin Cliff, Matt Bellamy, Matt Roberts, Matthew King, Marin Peters, Michael Howe, Moo Gravett, Nate Nagel, Neil Milton, Paul Corrigan, Richard Sudworth, Rob Barstow, Rob Cruel, Rob Nordwick, Rob Grant, Robert Butterworth, Robin Smith, Ross Edwards, Scott O'Brien, Scott Kennedy, Sean Armo, please hurry up and load second page, Stephen Buck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I didn't make it. But Steve Merkel, Stuart Robson, oh, Blake Wyland, Tucker Amadon, Will Clare. Oh, you were close. It. It was very very close. close. If close. the page load hadn't been there, oh, I think you would have done yeah, it. Yeah, I would have almost made it. Yeah, okay, that was... I uh, didn't quite make it, so unfortunately it is, uh, it is still... We've got to start the podcast again. <laughs> yeah, right, hit delete. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, anyway, thank you very much, listener, for, for joining us for this week's episode of Guitar Nerds. We'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, Goodbye. gang. Bye.